0: Hey, what's up to everybody out there? We bring you warm greetings from the ABC7 studios here in Sarasota, Florida. This is the ABC7 Sports In Between the Lines podcast. I am the one they call the X Factor Xavier McKnight, and I'm here with my partner, James Hill. We are still working on James's nickname, unless we have that for today. Yeah, let's let's go with James Hill. All right, well, we're going to continue to go with James Hill on this one here. And speaking of going with things, football is back, ladies and gentlemen. It's back on the Sun Coast, it's back around the state, it's back around the country, and uh, many are excited about that. But here on the Sun Coast in particular, regular seasons officially get underway this upcoming Friday, August the 25th. James and I will have you covered along with our other teams. But we had a chance to get some preseason action. Just a few days ago on August the 18th, kickoff Classics preseason football games here on the Sun Coast. James went out to the Cardinal Mooney and Booker Tornadoes matchup that they had there at Tornado Alley. He also stopped by Riverview High School as well. I was out on the scene at Manatee High School, and James, it just feels so good to be able to be back out on the gridiron. You know, when you look around, you see the lights come on as
1: you get into the evening, You see the fans filing in all ages. You look around. You hear the whistle blowing. You see the guys lining up from scrimmage, and they're working out and and, and ironing out the kinks, so to speak. And you see the
0: coaches with the headsets. It's a very beautiful sight. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, we've been out at football practices for the past few weeks anyway, but it's not the same as knowing that it's game night, the fans are piling in, the student sections are piling in, the rowdiness is on the way, the good rowdiness, I should say. It's all on the way, and I got to tell you, it was on full display at Hawkins Stadium on Friday. That is the home of the Manatee Hurricanes football team. Even despite the rainy conditions that we had out there at times, they brought it. I mean, they brought it on the field. The fans brought it. It's a beautiful new uh, stadium out there as well. Um, The turf that they have out there on the field is absolutely beautiful. James, you had a chance to see that turf before I did when I uh, went out there last week.
1: Yeah, Coach Jacquez Green welcomed us out there. Uh, A great gentleman, uh, obviously, one of those uh, storybook environments for high school sports. And when you get out there, it's picture perfect. Uh, the school is in a neighborhood. Um, and when you come in there, if, if you don't play for Manatee, you have to be ready to play. A great environment, a lot of good people out there, and certainly uh, it's going to be a great place this season.
0: Now, as I told you, there were some uh, weather delays of some sort in this game. We actually were set to have a kickoff at Hawkins on this past Friday, August 18th at 7.30 p.m., Right around the 7.15 mark, the game went into a lightning delay. So that pushed things back into about an 8 o'clock start, fans being ushered out of the stadium. I provided a few Facebook Lives for you guys out there if you had a chance to watch on Friday, just telling you what was going on and when we were allowed back in the stadium. But, man, when action got underway, IMG White didn't know what hit him at first. James, I got to tell you, Manatee, you look at Manatee County and that seat for who is going to be the top team there is up for grabs. We know in Sarasota County, in the eyes of many, that is Venice, 100%. Everybody else is playing for second place, even though I'm sure some other programs like the Cardinal Mooney Cougars and even the Booker Tornadoes and maybe even the Riverview Rams as well, they would have something to say about that just in the spirit of good competition. But in the eyes of the fans, the viewers, the – I don't want to call them casuals, but the people around the community who know what the high school scene is around here, it starts and ends with the Venice Indians. But in Manatee County, it's an interesting dynamic. The Parrish Community Bulls are an upcoming team. They had a nice season last year. They didn't make the playoffs, but they had a nice season after going winless in 2021. The Palmetto Tigers, we don't know what to expect from them necessarily with Marino no longer being the head coach there. They're being a new man in charge. They also lost a top player in Zamarian, better known as Zai Lang, to the Cardinal Mooney Cougars, and he put some flashes on display on Friday. I'll let James get into that in a second. He was out there for that. You have the Lakewood Ranch Mustangs. They're looking to get back into the mix of things. The Braden River Pirates, I would actually give them the slight edge right now just with Coach Bradley and his experience and how long he's been at the school and the program that they're building up there. James, about two weeks ago, I had a chance to go out there for the Braden river practice. And I believe they're going to be pretty sharp this year. They should take the next step. They lost in the first round of the playoffs last year. I'm not saying that a state championship could be on the way per se, but I expect them to take an even bigger step. And then of course, now we get to the manatee hurricanes and we saw some promises last year, but in particular on the defensive side of the football, and it's appearing that it's going to be the same way again this year. James, the quarterback for IMG White at the start of this game, he didn't know what hit him, and I and I mean that literally. That defensive line for Manatee, they brought the thunder. No pun intended. I have to say that because there were some storms in the area, but they brought the thunder. Thunder to him to start things off. There was a sack on the first possession and then on their third possession, IMG White, the third offensive possession. This guy got rocked. He got hit so hard that his helmet came flying off. I mean, you could hear the boom in the instant impact when that hit happened. Now, he was okay. There were no injuries as a result of that, which we're happy to report. But, when you look at Manatee, they have some special players on offense, To Corey Sanders, they call him hardcore, a running back for them. They have their quarterback, Andrew Heidel. He looks like he's going to have a nice season as well. They have their wide receiver, Keyshawn Heaton. He wears number one. He looks like he's going to have a standout season as well. But when I look at the Manatee Hurricanes football program, I believe they will go as far as their defense takes them. And in today's day and time where the game is becoming so much more offensive, that's actually refreshing for me to say because I am somebody who believes in that old cliche that defense wins championships. But, James, you actually had a chance to go out to some of those Manatee practices. Some they were out on the field. Some they were out on the gym. Tell me a little of what you saw.
1: So when I look at Manatee, I see a program that's it's a whale-oiled machine. The environment feels like a college environment. It's very structured. Uh, you're talking about a coach who has been at the highest level of his profession, whether it was uh, a quality student athlete at UF and they won the national championship playing under ball coach. Uh, that's why he still rocks the, uh, the sun visor. And then also you look at uh, what he was able to do at the professional level and then also uh, his, his program, high school in Georgia and also uh, the college experience and then his professional days. So what he's able to do is hand some of that down to his team at Manatee. And, again, uh, sometime you can just look at a situation and see that, okay, this is going to be a good football team. And they have that type of feel. They were structured. They have the bodies. They have a lot of people out there. They look like they were too deep at every position. They look like they can really play. And I would say that they can go as far as they want to in their eyes.
0: No, absolutely. And I'm glad you brought up the Georgia reference because when I met Coach on Thursday for the first time, Thursday, August the 17th, that is, he asked me where I was from. I was like, I'm from Georgia. I'm from Covington, Georgia. He's like, oh, I know, know about Covington. I'm from Georgia, too. And I'm like, Coach, where are you from? He said, Fort Valley. So, and, it, and it's some deep ties with Fort Valley when it comes to me being from Georgia. My bishop back home, he and his family, they're deep-rooted in Fort Valley. Some of my mentors from college at Savannah State, they went to college at Fort Valley. So um, nice to be able to connect with Coach there and have that Georgia connection right there. But, man, his defense, they look like some Georgia boys right now, too, the way they were out there playing on Friday. I just cannot emphasize to you enough how much that front seven of that defense, in particular that front four on that defensive line, there's some big boys, James, but they can get off that line fast, too. And I know you saw some of those things in the practices.
1: Definitely, and and that's why you're talking about the quarterback from IMG Academy, who didn't have a very favorable experience on that particular game. Uh, it was a long night for him, and obviously that front four and that front seven, whenever that whistle blows, they are ready. When, when that ball is snapped, they are ready to get into action, and they get into you, and they're very aggressive, and that defense is, is nasty, as they say. Uh, they've got a bright season ahead, so if they can stay healthy – they can pretty much dictate uh, their road as they play football. And as you said earlier, defense always wins championships. It'll it'll keep you in the game, and it will help you any day of the week.
0: No, absolutely right there. And, you know, James made a reference to the great ball coach. For those of you who don't know, that is the legendary Steve Spurrier. If you don't know who that is, you need to look him up. Steve Spurrier was basically Nick Saban in the SEC before Nick Saban came back to Alabama. We know Saban, he started out his SEC journey at LSU, but he wasn't there nearly as long as he's been at Alabama and the dynasty he's been able to build there. And I know that they had the Urban Meyer years too, James, but Urban Meyer wasn't there nearly as long as Steve Spurrier too, but he created a great legacy while he was there. But when it came down to SEC football in the 90s and the early 2000s, It started and it began with Steve Spurrier and the Florida Gators and the many players that he helped also put in the professional ranks, some who are also in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Now, Coach Green, he didn't have an opportunity to make it that far necessarily playing on the ultimate level to become a Hall of Fame, Pro Football Hall of Fame player, but he did make it to the pros nonetheless. That is phenomenal in itself. And when I had a chance to talk to him, during our interview on last Thursday, he told me the biggest things that he was looking for going into that kickoff classic preseason matchup is, I want to see my team show toughness and physicality. Well, coach, they definitely put that on display for you on Friday. And even though this is not going to count towards the win-loss record, I'm sure they're also happy to be able to say that they took home a 23-17 victory as well. That's a great victory,
1: uh, and especially against a program like IMG. Yes, uh, you know, IMG has a couple different teams, but when you look across from you on scrimmage and you see IMG and you see the white and blue, you're going to bring your best effort. So obviously for Manatee, that was phenomenal. And to piggyback on what you talked about with the old ball coach and Coach Green's college coach, when you look at, his particular coach, the old ball coach. We were actually in in uh, in Gainesville recently on our state tour, and we were standing at some trof- some actual. Uh, they were statues outside of the stadium. The Tim Tebow statue. We also have the statue of the old ball coach, and so he's a special, phenomenal human being that is always remembered. When you think about Coach Green, you're going to think about. UF and the ball coach and his Heisman and, and how he was, as you say, ran the SEC back in the 90s. Uh, but here on the Suncoast, Manatee, that particular stadium, it's like a movie. I mean, you go over there and you pinch yourself and you, you, you really get the atmosphere. The fans are right there. It's just a beautiful sight. And for anyone here on the Sun Coast who likes – high school football atmosphere, I suggest you have an opportunity to go over there sometime, and and if you can see them play, that would be great.
0: Yeah, now before we get to the Cardinal Mooney and Booker matchup, I'm going to touch on the Sarasota Sailors and a Tampa Catholic Crusaders matchup. I promise you I won't be speaking very long on that because there's not much Me to say on it, but first, I just want to say a huge thank you to our colleague here at ABC7, Suncoast Views Stephanie Roberts, for going out to the game and providing some footage for us. We really appreciate that. I'm sure the sailors don't appreciate what happened in that game, James. They lost 42 to 10, it was a penalty field matchup. It the game really was not as close as the final score indicates. They got some things to clean up over there for sure.
1: Once they can clean up their defense and clean up the penalties and, and get some structure. They're going to have some success. Their running game, we can look forward to the Sailors running game. You know that with Judge and the other gentleman that's over there. They're going to be special this season. So definitely keep your eyes on Sarasota High School. Don't sleep on them.
0: Speaking of teams that are going to be special, that leads us into our third kickoff classic matchup, and James was actually out on the field for this. The Cardinal Mooney Cougars traveling to Booker High School, to take on the Tornadoes at Tornado Alley last Friday. And, you know, James, I know you initially thought that Cardinal Mooney was going to win this game in blowout fashion, but me just seeing where Booker is and where Coach Littles has that program and also where Coach Clark has the Cougars program, I thought this was a pretty even matchup on paper. I'm happy to say that I believe I was right on this. Cardinal Mooney ended up coming back and winning 24-20. to Tell us more about this matchup. This particular game, these players, you could tell
1: they were passionate. It's a crosstown rivalry. It's one of those games where the schools are within reach. They're not that far apart, a few miles, and a lot of the players on each team know each other, right? A lot of them grew up together and some of them go to different high school each both schools. And so when the game actually started, You had the the new quarterback in Diaz who came over from Sarasota, the Sailors who we just talked about. So he wanted to kind of test out what he has been learning in the system at Booker and throw it around a little bit, and he was able to do that. And then also you look at the running attack, uh, Mr. Ahmad Hunter, uh, uh, Tuda, as they call him. He was able to get one outside and go around and get across the pie line and score. They did throw a flag, but they did rule it a touchdown on the play. So they were very, very aggressive early on. And then they made another play where the, it was a passing play, but that particular play uh, did not stand. So they took that one back uh, in terms of the, the, the decisions of the officials, the referees out there. And so I didn't stay the full duration of the game because I moved on over to Riverview where there was a lightning delay. And by the time I left out of Riverview, it was after midnight, believe it or not. Uh, But to go back to Booker, a great crowd, a great atmosphere. Uh, One of those games I wish I could have stayed at. And uh, Cardinal Mooney, you could tell that they're going to be a good team. They're going to be formidable And uh, they were able to come back. And you knew they would would compete, so it was just a matter of time. And they outlasted uh, Booker.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We've been we've had the opportunity to speak to both Coach Little's over at Booker here in the off season and also speak speak over to Coach Clark over at uh, Cardinal Mooney as well. We know that those guys know what they're doing. They have good players in the program. Tuda is going to be another player that you guys should be on the lookout for as well throughout the Sun Coast. He showed great flashes last year and I expect him to take another step this year as well. And we know that Cardinal Mooney as we've been telling you, they have guys like Zamarian Lang, Teddy Foster and others They had their talents on full display as well. So, you know, we're just wishing the best to both of those teams. More importantly than anything, healthy seasons for everybody. Now, with that being said, let's take it on over to the Ram Bowl and another matchup that James was at that he just briefly spoke on there.
1: So Hillsboro High School made the, the trip down from the Tampa area, and they brought in a coach by the name of Mr. Garcia, and he told me he's been coaching for like 50 years. So his team was, was well-disciplined, they were aggressive, and he had a lot of good athletes on that team. The issue was you've got to travel and you've got to come into the Ramble and play a very talented team from Riverview High School. And they were ready. And Riverview, what they do is they can throw the ball around, but they're going to establish their running game. And that's just what they did with their running back, uh, D.J. Johnson, uh, keep that name uh in your mind. You will hear his name again. Uh he's running downhill. He's he's aggressive. Uh he's a bruiser. Um he's elusive. He he's stronger than he looks and
0: uh he's tough to wrap up. He he's he's a really good player. And to the fans of the Ram Bowl, let me just say this. Bring your energy on Friday, August the 25th. We will be back On location, the Southeast and Riverview game is going to be the ABC seven game of the week for the week of August the 25th. I will be out on location Rambo fans. I need a Riverview nation. I need you out there. Bring the energy. Everybody, you know, be positive. Don't do anything destructive. Don't do anything illegal, please. But bring your best energy. We need you to bring it. I'm going to be out there this week. Can't wait to see you guys. Can't wait to see DJ Johnson running that ball. And can't wait to see the program that Coach Smithers has been able to put together once again this year. James, you've been all over the Riverview beat so far. I haven't had the chance to go out there yet. I'm going to get out there for a practice this week before we get to the game. I'm also going to get over to Southeast for a practice with them and also get a chance to speak with Coach Timmons. I believe Southeast could put some people on their radar this year just in terms of how they're going to surprise them with how they compete. We know that they didn't have a good season last year, but those guys have been working really hard this offseason, and they're looking to turn the page. Same for programs like Bayshore as well and the uh, Northport Bobcats. So we're looking forward to being able to get all of our Suncoast teams into the action On our Friday night game night show that is debuting this Friday coming up on August the 25th during our ABC 7 11 p.m. newscast, James and I will be live in studio bringing you a recap of all of the action, all of the highlights happening on that night. You do not want to miss that. But with that being said, we also have to turn our attention to other sports that are getting ready to get underway. In particular, our volleyball programs. Volleyball season is going to start on this upcoming Tuesday, August the 22nd for a lot of our teams on the Sun Coast. Venice, they are hosting the Sarasota Sailors. Coach Brian Wheatley is going for win seven. Hundred, And we also know that the seventh man crowd is going to be out in full effect. I had a great time telling that story on Monday. Looking forward to possibly getting down there to see you guys as well. Cardinal Mooney, this team that many don't know what to expect because they lost some great players from last season because they were seniors and, of course, graduating and moving on to bigger and better things in the next phase of their life. But, James, I got to tell you, just being out there at practice a few times this past week, this is a feisty group that is led by a feisty coaching staff. And when I say feisty, I don't mean anything negative. I mean they have an unwavering confidence about them that is just like, if you don't know, you're going to find out about us. That That is the energy that is in that building. I'm going to have a story about – what it is that they are rallying behind this upcoming Monday, August the 21st, that's going to air at 5, 6, and 11 p.m. You don't want to miss that. But we just want to show some love to our volleyball programs and our other fall sports that are getting underway as well. Speaking of fall sports, James and I had the opportunity to host our ABC7 Fall Sports Bash this past Thursday, August the 17th, and we just want to say thank you to everybody who came out and was a part of that from the community, from the different schools and different colleges. And also a big thank you to our ABC7 colleagues who were in attendance for this as well.
1: A very uh, a great occasion. Uh, IMG was in the house. Uh, Bay Shore was in the house. Uh, Riverview was in the house. Uh, ABC7 was definitely in the house. Uh, it was a great occasion. Uh, we met with some... Uh, Coaches and, and community representatives, and people who really enjoy uh, sports here on the Sun Coast, and they have the background to have experienced it. So, we really enjoyed welcoming them into this environment. And everybody is welcome here all season long. And uh, we can't wait for you to tune in and watch us on Friday and, and watch us every day, and definitely continue to listen to the podcast.
0: And for those coaches and student-athletes and even administrators and athletic directors, if you want to join us as a guest on this podcast, reach out to us and let us know. You all have our contact information. You have our phone numbers. You have our email addresses. I know this because we've personally emailed all of you. If you want to be a part of this, if you have a student-athlete who you feel should be a part of this, a coach who also has a unique story as well that is connected to the Suncoast. Let us know. We want to get out. We want to tell those stories, and we want to allow you an opportunity to tell this story as well on a platform beyond Just being a part of a package on TV, as special as that is, we want you to let your voice be heard, even known if given the opportunity and you're able to do so. So if you want to come be a part of what we're doing here on In Between the Lines, the ABC7 Sports Podcast, reach out to us, let us know, and we're going to make it happen. And speaking of making things happen, that's the beautiful thing about the world of sports. James had a great story last night. On just fall sports starting back up in general. A lot of it focused on football, but how this provides a great distraction for our young people in the community. We know here on the Sun Coast there were some incidents that took place that involved a lot of teenagers over the summer whether there were robberies in Bradenton, shootings in the Sarasota-Newtown community, unfortunate instances, but when you put them back out there in sports and you put them back out there in those structured environments, not saying that they don't come from structured environments in their homes. I want to go ahead and put that out there right now, but we know that with that coaching, there is going to be structure. Putting them back out there, it provides a great distraction.
1: And when you're growing up and after school is over at three o'clock, a lot of times in certain households, the traditional look, parents may not get home until five, six, seven. So there was a window of time for young people. And during that time, uh, that's when you can do something good, constructive, or you might even get influenced and end up in the wrong situation. So A lot of times at a lot of the local high schools, for example, here on the Sun Coast, if you have football practice, you have something to do, right? So you go through your school day, then you have football practice with a coach like uh, Smithers or Green or Bradley or whoever your coach may be. And then after that, then you can get into studying and and eating dinner with your family and going home and, and getting into your routine. And that keeps you... Uh, on the good so to speak and and it's very important uh, and and what the story was able to show is how some of the administrators and how some of the parents and some of the people in this area really care and they're pushing for young people to to have a great space to do the right thing in.
0: And let's talk about one of those young student athletes over at Riverview. James gave you a short synopsis on DJ Johnson but here today at the time of this recording, August 20th, James is going to have a special story about D.J. Johnson that's going to air tonight as well here on ABC7. James, without going into too many details, before we wrap up here, can you just share with our listeners a little about D.J. Johnson and this story? So imagine
1: uh, you're you're going to school, but you're also spending time with football. Um, I could tip my hand, I'm not sure if I should or if I can invite you to watch ABC 7 at 6:30 and 11 tonight, but what, what I will say is uh, when you go to a Riverview football game and you see this young man, you can't miss him. As soon as he gets the ball, you'll know, hey, there's DJ, and a lot of people remember him from the Sarasota Seminoles. Uh, he's a local guy. He can really run that football. And he has a unique story when it comes to the education. Uh, you know, we've had students that were homeschooled, and Xavier did a wonderful story that way. And so this story has to deal with the educational piece uh, without me going further. We'll have more details on it definitely tonight at 11. But uh, yeah, you're welcome to uh, tune in anytime.
0: Yeah, and before we close out, a huge shout-out to Liam Kelly and the Kelly family as well. Thank you for allowing me to come out and tell your story. It was an honor to have you as our Athlete of the Week this week, and we have another special person coming up this upcoming week as well. But we got to go ahead and get out of here, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the ABC7 Sports In Between the Lines podcast. He's James. I'm Xavier. May you have green lights and blue skies. We'll see you next time.